With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. As you may have realized, I watch a lot of sports. That's why I like Prime Video. It has all my sports in one app, like the National Women's Soccer League, included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report Sports add-on or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. Prime Video. It's all your favorite sports in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. 56% of job seekers say the biggest challenge is finding a job that matches their qualifications. This according to an Express Employment Professionals Harris Poll survey. The job search can be lonely, but Express Employment Professionals can be your one connection to finding that job that fits you. Each year, hundreds of thousands of people find work through their local Express office. Find the location nearest you at ExpressPros.com. No fees for somebody seeking a job. Visit ExpressPros.com. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Hour two on this Tuesday, Dan and the Danettes, Dan Patrick Show. Spent a lot of time first hour talking about the Steelers losing to Washington last night, 23-17, as the perfect season comes to an end. Alex Smith now 3-1 and one as the starter this season. Bills quietly handled the 49ers 34-24 in the nightcap. Tonight, the Ravens, eight-point favorites, against the Cowboys. And you can't sit here and say, well, the Cowboys have no chance. They do, because we didn't give the Giants a chance in Seattle, and you probably didn't give Washington a chance in Pittsburgh last night. Here's Mike Tomlin after the loss last night. They made the significant plays tonight, and we didn't, particularly in the second half. And I I thought that that was the difference in the game, particularly the weighty downs. Uh, We didn't win enough possession down football tonight. Examples of it were littered throughout. Um, I thought that touchdown drive to start the second half when we had them third and 14 and it hit a perimeter screen for a significant gain and moved the chains, kind of started the ball rolling in the wrong way, if you will. You know, we were down in the red area twice and we went for it on fourth down and uh, didn't convert either. So possession down ball was heavy uh, in this football game and we paid the consequences of it, uh, a failure in it, um, such as life in our game. Well, also, uh, seven drop passes. You get stopped at the one-yard line five times without a point. You get called for defensive holding inside the 10, and that's why you lose this game. You allow Washington to hang in there. As for the nightcap, Josh Allen, that was a great coming-out party. You know, you have a couple more games in prime time. You're going to have a Sunday night game against the Steelers. You have another Monday night game against the Patriots. That game last night, the Monday night game, and you got to see – him with four touchdown passes in a game for the second time this season. And 40 passes last night, hit three times, was, uh, I think, sacked just once. And that was an impressive performance by the Buffalo Bills, who are now 9-3. and three. Phone calls are always welcome, 877-3DP-SHOW. Email address dp at danpatrick.com. One of the Heisman favorites, in fact, he might be number two on the list, Mac Jones, the Alabama quarterback, will join us coming up in about 15 minutes from now. I believe I've found the one person who is going to defend Greg Williams and that defensive call, and uh, Steve Palazzolo will join us coming up in a little bit here from uh, Pro Football Focus. Uh, McLevin, update the poll results if you can. Okay, you can pick one quarterback who's under 25. Joe Burrow has a slight lead over Josh Allen. Lamar Jackson down at 1%. Yeah, and I understand that. I, I, I think Joe Burrow, with what he did, how he was doing it, doing it with the Bengals, you know, deserves a nod because uh, he knew he was going to throw 40 times and he was going to get hit probably 10 to 15 times every single game. Caught up to them in that philosophy there, but... I like what I saw with Joe Burrow. If you say Joe Burrow is going to be healthy, all said and done, then, uh, you know, I I certainly would love him to be my franchise quarterback. Let's put it that way. We talked a little bit yesterday about what went on with the Raiders 
and uh, the Raiders' defensive call or the offensive call against what the Jets were doing defensively, and Greg Williams with uh, in Greg Williams fashion sending an all-out blitz, and uh, Derek Carr came up with the throw, single coverage on a uh, undrafted. You know, cornerback Lamar Jackson and Henry Ruggs made him pay for it. And I kept thinking, okay, is somebody going to defend what Greg Williams did? This is what Greg Williams does. And in that moment against Derek Carr, you send everybody there. Our good buddy from uh, Pro Football Focus, senior analyst Steve Palazzolo joining us on the program. Are you going to be the one who defends Greg Williams in that moment, Steve? Uh, somewhat. I mean, I never thought I'd be a Greg Williams defender, but here's my thing with it. It's just, it's not as egregious maybe as people are saying. That's my, that's my biggest takeaway from this thing. Yes, it's what Greg Williams does. He likes to put pressure. Uh, but I look at it, it, the general takeaway is, well, he's tanking. It got called in. It's a tank job. It looks completely different from what people normally do. I really think Greg Williams, first off, it's in his nature. He would blitz his mom if she was out there, right? But he, he likes to attack at those times, and it's the way he was handling Derek Carr during that game. You know, there was a fourth and eight, you know, a few plays before where he went all out. It didn't work for him, right? Um, but Derek Carr was bad against the blitz in this game. He it was 0 for 6 throwing the ball down the field against the blitz. He was fidgety in the pocket. He was throwing off balance. It essentially forced Derek Carr and the Raiders to execute, and they did. It's risky for sure, but – you're putting the pressure on them to react quickly. And when you bring that many people, you can't buy time. When you look at Hail Mary's, the Aaron Rodgers one against the Cardinals, the quarterback generally has to buy time. And I think you just have to give Derek Carr a ton of credit. After he was fidgeting in the pocket the whole game, he stepped up. He found oh, your job as a quarterback against the zero blitz is to find a play, way to throw it. Mahomes likes to retreat. Some guys roll out. Wilson retreats. Derek Carr stepped up, found the one place where he could throw the ball from the pocket and executed and made a great play. It's just not as egregious of a play call, I think, as everybody's making it out to be. Well, here's my problem with it, Steve. You can send seven or eight guys if you want to, but my secondary has to know a couple of things. Don't bite on a double move and nobody gets behind you. And I, I said I would fire Greg Williams just for that. You can send your seven guys. You want to put pressure on Carr. I understand it. That's your style. But my secondary bit on a double move, and they had nobody over the top, and Ruggs was able to beat them deep. That, to me, is inexcusable for a guy who has as, as many years on the job as Greg Williams does. I mean, I would, I would rather have one more safety back. I do think that the execution it's – it's tough to put this on Lamar Jackson on an island, right? The, the cornerback, not the quarterback. It's tough to put it on the corners who are sitting on an island or Marcus May on the previous one who was on an island in, in the fourth and eight. He had to grab Darren Waller. Uh, but I do think that the execution of the play wasn't great. I think it's obvious. You know, you've got essentially one play to defend. You have to not let anything get behind you. There's also what people were calling a spy, you know, somebody spying Derek Carr. That was more just that guy was in man coverage. And once the Raiders max protected, he was just, you know, he should have been an add on blitzer. And I think if he executed that properly, the spot where Derek Carr was stepping up into the pocket, there's there's a jet there. And so I think the execution of the play, while risky, was a big part of it as well. Do we know how good Sam Darnold is? What, what's pro football's focus, the assessment of Sam Darnold moving forward? I, I try to go back to the preseason takes. I think I said it on this show, too, that we won't actually learn a ton about Sam Darnold, at least statistically. He's going to come out of the season based off their, their situation and not look that great, right? Offensive line still has issues. The playmakers, not only did they have question marks coming in, but they've been hurt the entire season. But you just wanted to see a throw-for-throw throw improvement from Sam Darnold, and we just haven't seen that. We just have not seen a lot of the stuff that, we, that he showed at USC. You know, at USC, he was, as a redshirt, his, his best season was his redshirt freshman year, and he looked like he was just so far beyond his time, throwing with anticipation, and he had that fourth quarter magic, and so many of the things that you that just translate, that seem to translate at the NFL level, and we're not seeing that here. Decision-making, accuracy, the situation hasn't been great, but he hasn't been elevating that lesser supporting cast. So in year three, yeah, that's a huge concern for Darnold. Okay, but how do you factor in a bad offensive line when you're assessing quarterback play? I, I think there's there's a, there's enough plays to evaluate. You know, even against a bad offensive line, you're still in a clean pocket 65% of the time, 60% of the time. So, you know, it's just evaluating on a throw-by-throw -throw basis and saying, yes, if things are better here, you'll have more of those clean pocket opportunities. 
but you still have to make those plays. And if you are under pressure, you know, Justin Herbert's been under pressure like crazy this year, and he's handled it really well. And I think what you've seen from Herbert is more of a his arm talents taking over. It's really tough for him to sustain, Herbert, that play under pressure, but you're at least seeing those superstar types of glimpses. You all, you just don't see enough of those, I don't think, from Sam Darnold. And, and here's, the, here's the bottom line with quarterbacks. I think you're either a passenger or you're a conductor, right? You're either a guy that is leading the charge, that is, that is carrying a bad offensive line or an average supporting cast, or you're a guy that needs everything to be pristine around you. So right now, Darnold at best is the guy that needs everything around him. And I think that is a big part of the evaluation going forward. Do you want to invest in a guy that everything needs to be perfect around just to get some production out of? Is there a maturation process going on with Baker Mayfield that we should be aware of? He's just, it's, it's such a roller coaster ride. And we live in a roller coaster ride of an industry, right? Every Monday morning, we have to react to the thing we saw the, the previous day. And this year on Monday mornings, I have reacted so negatively to stuff I've seen from Baker Mayfield. He doesn't throw passes with touch. He doesn't want to go through his reads. He's not progressing. He hates throwing from a clean pocket. And then all of a sudden in recent weeks, he's improved in that area. So I do think there, <clears throat> there is an element to that. The, the system has been great. It's really tough to separate quarterback from system. I think the best way to do it is to hold up PFF grade against your general production numbers, whether it's passer rating or yards per attempt or any other number that you want. And so far this season, Baker Mayfield's stats have been better than his performance. But what we saw on Sunday, what we've seen at times in recent weeks, is the things they needed to improve upon. Just throwing a touch pass to Rashard Higgins for that 17-yard touchdown, fantastic. He wasn't doing that earlier in the year. He was playing like Brett Favre just trying to throw 100-mile-an-hour laser beams all over the field. So just that, going through his progressions a little bit more, not vacating clean pockets. Some of those things have improved in recent weeks, and when you combine that with how the Browns have helped them systematically, it bodes really well for the Browns moving forward. Yeah, I just don't know what I'm getting. I think they have the blueprint to beat anybody in the AFC, including Kansas City, on the road because they run the football. They got a front four that can put pressure on the quarterback. I don't have to blitz. I got some skill position, guys. It just comes down to Baker Mayfield, it feels like. And then I look at Buffalo. I don't know what to expect out of Josh Allen, but it feels like when he plays well, he plays really well. And you saw that last night. How, where, where's the improvement with Josh Allen? Where have you seen it? Yeah, I called him last night one of the streakiest quarterbacks. And Bills fans aren't happy with PFF because we didn't love Josh Allen coming out. But he has improved in, in so many areas. It starts with accuracy uh, in the short area. This started last year. Passes up to 20 yards. You did not see this at Wyoming from Josh Allen. Just the ability to put the ball right on Cole Beasley's front number for catch and run opportunities. Those were passing he, passes he was airmailing in college. So I think his footwork and accuracy in the short area has been fantastic. And then last year, he was a disaster when trying to throw the ball down the field. And that's one of those things that tends to fluctuate. It, depend, it depends a lot on the receivers that you have. And now we're seeing the combination of Allen's improvement plus what Buffalo's built around him, right? Having Stephon Diggs, having a rookie, Gabriel Davis, having John Brown when he's healthy, guys that can stretch the field. Over time, you're just going to have more opportunities to create those chunk plays, and Allen has done that. So the combination of his improvement in the short game and what Buffalo has done to build an incredible offense around him. I also love their play calling, right? We see so many offensive coordinators try to protect their young quarterback by going run, 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 pass, right? Yeah. And just yeah. it, they're in third and eight all the time. There are games where the Bills, this is very Belichickian, they, said, they did it against the Seahawks a few weeks ago. We can't run against the Seahawks, but we could pass. We're going to throw the ball 35 times before our, before our running back even carries it five times. That is to the, uh, to the favor of the quarterback, putting him in advantageous situations, throwing on early downs. And this started last year with the Bills. They put Allen in a great position to succeed. If I look at Josh Allen, he had six more completions of 20 or more yards. So his total in the season is 48. That ties him with Aaron Rodgers for third most in the NFL. Only Mahomes and Deshaun Watson have completed more down the field passes to what you were uh, you were saying. Uh, Carson Wentz, um, I thought maybe for confidence reasons, I'd sit him down and because what he was doing on the field was not helping him. And I want to see what I have in Jalen Hurts. I don't know if you can trade Carson Wentz, you know, with that big ticket price attached to him, but. I, this is an exploratory time if I'm the Eagles. Like, who are we and where are we going and who's going to lead us here? 
Did you see enough? Like, what did you assess with Jalen Hurts in what we thought was mop-up time, but it became a little bit closer in that game against Green Bay? Yeah, the Eagles are just in a really tough spot. It's one of those things, too. I loved the Jalen Hurts pick at the time because I'm all about just finding quarterbacks and quarterbacks that could be of value. I'm, I'm in agreement with you. I think it might be time for just a, a, a breather for Carson Wentz. And I think ultimately the Eagles are with it. They're tied to him over the next few years, unless, you know, they can pull off a miracle and, and flip him somewhere if, if that's what they decide to do. So his long-term mental health and physical, all that stuff is like the most important thing right now for the Eagles. At the same time, you can find out what you have in Jalen Hurts. He, he's, he added a little bit of a spark. And I'll use the same thing about Hurts that I've said about Taysom Hill, about Kyler Murray. When you have that rushing ability, it just brings a higher floor to your offense. Jalen Hurts is not the most polished passer. He's not going to sit through and make good reads 40 times a game. But if you add six, eight, ten carries per game, it just raises your floor where you don't have to be as good of a passer. And Hurts is a solid passer. He can hit open throws. He showed that at Alabama, showed it at Oklahoma. So I'm intrigued by what I saw, and I think it's, it's going to look a little bit different. You use him in the design running game. Um, I think you maybe increase your Jalen Hurts value, but I think ultimately the Eagles are tied to, tied to Wentz, and they need him to get back to where he was in 2017 and 18. Steve Pavlozolo, Pro Football Focus Senior Analyst, and uh, PFF is revealing a new product called PFF IQ for teams and agents that use PFF data in their aid to build a team, roster management. you got free agency coming up. Uh, Dak Prescott's um, leverage. Uh, coming off an injury, surgery, team's not performing well. So now what happens once these two – uh, sides get back together again. Are we talking franchise? Or are we talking long-term? I, I think they'll figure it out long-term. The only place Dak has lost leverage, I think, with Dallas is that they might be picking in the top 10. And all of a sudden, you know, the Kyle Trasks of the world and the Zach Wilsons of the world have emerged. And it went from a two QB race at one and two with Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields. And all of a sudden, Mac Jones, too, who'll be on the show, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. You have these other guys who are intriguing first-round talents. And Dallas has that uh, has that other option. I think Dak's leverage is strong, though, because if you look at his career, he's got four-plus seasons of action. I think in two of those seasons, he's looked like a top-10 quarterback. Two seasons, he hasn't. This year, he was on his way to a third top-10 caliber season. When you have that top-10 caliber quarterback, you get him, you lock him up, and you, and you live with that guy. I think that's what Dak has been these last couple of years. So I think the last football we've seen from Dak is so positive – whether it's in Dallas or somewhere else, he's the hottest commodity in free agency. And we've seen teams that with their, with their, with, when you have the mid-tier quarterback, you just don't know what you're going to get. You could have a Kirk Cousins type season, which is nice right now. You could have a, you know, a Matthew Stafford type season, which is inconsistent. I think Dak brings a level of consistency that the NFL teams are going to covet on the open market. And I know Jerry needs to win now, wants to win now, and almost every owner wants to win now. But I wonder if they sat there and all of a sudden you did have Zach Wilson or Kyle Trask, uh, Trey Lance. Like you just, you know, does Jerry go, I could get that rookie quarterback contract and I could continue to fill my team with fat contracts here. And, and get out from under Dak Prescott's $40 million a year. Do you, do you think Jerry has the patience to be able to do that in a situation like this? So, so that's the exact discussion I think they're going to have. And the exact thing, I think, when we sit down and we've built PFFIQ, which is this way of helping teams kind of make these decisions, we've realized, look, the, the rookie contracting is great. But it's greater if you know that quarterback is going to be good. When it's Russell Wilson on a rookie contract or Dak on a rookie contract as a fourth rounder, that's one of the biggest steals in the NFL since 2016. If you know the guy's going to be good, that's fine. But there's inherent risk in a Zach Wilson, a Kyle Trask, Mac Jones, whoever it might be, because you've just you've never seen him at the NFL level. There's something to the known commodity in Dak Prescott. I think ultimately that wins out. But the debate will be, Rookie, your contract in this great supporting cast compared to the DAC contract. I don't think the DAC level contract is as detrimental as people think it is if the quarterback is good. And I think he's proven that at 40 million or whatever that number is, he will be worth it. Steve, always great to talk to you. We appreciate your insights. Thank you. You got it. Thank you, Dan. That's uh, Steve Palmazzolo, uh, one of the senior analysts there at Pro Football Focus. We'll take a break. Coming up, we'll talk to Mac Jones, the uh, quarterback. 
for Alabama. Sunday night, Ben Roethlisberger and the Steelers head to Buffalo to face the Bills. And uh, the Bills pushing for their first divisional title in 25 years. Sunday night, 7 Eastern only on NBC. We'll take a break. 19 after the hour here on the Dan Patrick Show. 1-800-Flowers. If you can't be there during Christmas time, this is a great substitute. 1-800-Flowers, the holiday flower tree, one of a kind, holiday arrangement. It uh, fills even the smallest spaces with big holiday cheer. And you're going to love it. 1-800-Flowers, the holiday flower tree. Get 15% off. Perfect way to brighten your home or somebody else's home if you can't be there. The holiday flower tree, elegantly hand-designed, fragrant greenery. Roses, mini carnations on there. you got a red bow on top. And it looks get, uh, great. It's a one-of-a-kind gift and uh, perfect for spreading joy in your home or the homes of your friends and family just in time for the holidays. Once again, 15% off this gorgeous 1-800-Flowers holiday flower tree. An amazing offer, but you have to hurry. The offer ends this Friday. Tried to get them to extend it longer. I got them to Friday. Get the gorgeous holiday flower tree, 15% off 1-800-Flowers. 1-800-Flowers, you'll click on the radio icon, enter code PATRICK. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 to noon Eastern or 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Dan Patrick Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Or stream us live on the Peacock app. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. It is getting that time of the year. It's Miller time. You don't need a watch or a clock to tell you. It's Miller time. Weather gets a little bit warmer. All of a sudden, the beer gets a little colder. It's beer cracking season. It, it, whoa, okay. I don't know if it says that on the calendar. It's a beer that strips away everything you don't need and holds on to what matters the most. It's a light beer that tastes like beer. That's why I reach for a Miller Lite. And it's less filling. Only 96 calories. They've been doing this since 1975. They have perfected it. You know, that summer afternoon, we're coming into that time of the year, be like, oh, man. Crack one? Yes, or two. Don't look at your watch. Don't look at the clock. Don't look at the calendar. You know. Miller Lite, the great taste, less filling, tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash Patrick, or you can pretty much find it anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories. For 12 ounces, fewer calories, fewer carbs than premium regular beer. Miller Lite. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. As you may have realized, I watch a lot of sports. Like, a lot. That's why I like Prime Video. It has all my live sports and docs in one app. Like Giannis, The Marvelous Journey, and the National Women's Soccer League, both included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report sports add-on or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. All in one app with one password. Prime Video. It's all your favorite sports in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. This program brought to you by the great folks, Mercedes-Benz Vans. Weather vans stop short, Mercedes-Benz Vans go far behind. Uh, from their customization options, cutting-edge tech, five-star sales, service, financial support crew, Mercedes-Benz Vans are built, equipped, and engineered to be ready for anything. So go the extra mile by taking that all-important first step into an authorized dealership today. I've been saying the last two weeks, the Heisman Trophy will probably be decided when Alabama faces Florida for the SEC title. 
Kyle Trask and Mac Jones look to be the uh, two front runners there. Mac Jones, the Alabama quarterback, kind enough to join us on the program. I didn't realize this. It's Michael McCorkle, Mac Jones. So when did, <laughs> when did we go from Michael to Mac Jones? Um, really just early on, like in lower school, I think my teacher, it was a substitute teacher, and she called out Michael Jones. And I kind of like looked around like, who's Michael Jones? <laughs> And then sure enough, I was like, oh, well, just call me Mac. So it just stuck from there, I guess. Who calls you Michael? Uh, really nobody, honestly. Like my parents are not like they wouldn't say, hey, Michael, if they're mad at me. So it's always been Mac. And I guess just my legal name is Michael. So how do you know when uh, Coach Saban's mad at you? <laughs> Usually he just kind of says like, hey, hey, Mac, hey, Mac. And then I know he's coming up to me to talk to me. And usually something follows with the lesson of what he's trying to teach me. So, I mean, it happens and he obviously coaches me hard. So I enjoy that. <laughs> what if you get a look, but no words, what's that mean? Words are coming. <laughs> oh, so, so even if you get a look, you know, words are eventually coming. Yeah. It just, it'll take a second. He'll just kind of be like, and then maybe, you know, tell me, tell me what he wants to say after he looks at me for a couple of seconds. What's your favorite Saban story? Um, I don't know if I have a great like one I can tell on here. <laughs> well, I, okay. Josh Jacobs came on yeah. last year and said that Coach Saban likes to use the expression "D's nuts." <laughs> yeah. Okay. So we already got that one, and then I did ask Coach Saban, and then he did verify that yes, he has been known to say, "How about the D's nuts?" So we've already yeah. established that, Mac. So we can go wherever you want to go with Coach Saban. And it feels like, look, you're a Heisman candidate. I mean, you're okay. All right? You're, you won't get in trouble for this. I'll vouch for you. Yeah, I don't know about that. But <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, I mean, he, we just we have fun out there and, and talk a little smack to each other. But I don't want to get into too many details. Wait, you talk <laughs> smack back to Coach? What would you say? You, Sorry. You talk smack back to Coach Saban? Yeah, I mean, maybe he'll, like, say out the coverage in, like, a couple of our drills, and I'll be like, oh, cover two, coach? And he's like, yeah, but you still can't beat it or something like that. Because <laughs> I know most of the defense's calls, so I like to listen. And I'll be like, oh, is that two-man, coach? Is that cover seven? And we kind of just mess around in that way. <laughs> How did you end up at Alabama? Um, really just in the recruiting process. Um, coach Saban you know, invited me to come up to camp, and I'd never really been to Alabama, and my family – um, my dad actually drove pretty much overnight to get me a chance to throw in front of the coaches at a camp. And I just kind of fell in love with Coach Saban and his process. And talking with him, you know, being up here at that camp really just sold me on Alabama. Yeah, but weren't you in a camp where Tua was there and you knew Tua was going to Alabama, but you still decided that you were going? Like you didn't see something that you said, I can't compete with with Tua? Because if he's going to be the star, you know, sometimes you look at somebody and go, uh, maybe I should go to Kentucky instead. Yeah. Um, I mean, it really just came back to just the focus on how can I get better and what school will give me the best chance to improve. So I didn't really even look at it like that. And Tua was obviously committed before me, and I committed after Tua, and I understood what type of player Tua was. But at the end of the day, I just, like I said, Coach Saban kind of just sold me on how he had a plan for me to get better and develop as a in the weight room and the film room, all that stuff. And when you're coming here and playing against the practicing against the best players in, in the whole country, then you're going to get better. And I knew eventually at some point I was going to get a shot. So I just had to be prepared for that moment. Yeah. But Mac, if I told you three years ago, you're going to be a Heisman finalist, what would you have said? <laughs> um, I don't really know. I just, try and prepare every day for that moment. And I grew up watching a bunch of great quarterbacks and um, to be in the talks of that is, is really awesome. But at the end of the day, like I always say this, it's more about my teammates and just winning the game and all that stuff will take care of itself. Cause if you focus on the wrong things um, and results, then you're not going to end up where you want to be. Right, you grew up in Florida, right? Yes. Okay. So give me the good quarterbacks that you saw Probably not in Florida. So who were you professionally? Who were you watching and, and saying that that, you know, that's somebody I want to model my game after? Yeah, I mean, I like watching all NFL football, but I've always liked watching like Tom Brady, 
um, or Aaron Rodgers, Peyton Manning, people like that growing up. Um, but really, I don't have like a favorite favorite quarterback or anything like that. And obviously, I was in Florida, like you said, so I was a big Tebow fan while he was in college. So just watching him play was really cool too. Have you met Tebow? Uh, yeah, we've talked before. How did that go? It's it's good. I mean, I wish I could talk to him more. I'm sure this season, hopefully I'll be able to talk to him at one of these uh, media things or something. But um, like I said, I, I saw him play in high school and saw him in college. And now obviously he's doing great things. How many how many touchdowns do you think I could throw in a game? With your <laughs> with your wide receivers, okay? When, when everybody's healthy. Yeah. Okay. I mean, let's just be honest, Mac. I, I, I know you've had a great year, but... Um, yeah. I mean, I'm looking at the guys you're throwing to. Yeah. I, I got to believe I could get maybe one or two touchdowns in a game. Oh, like, easily. Like, <laughs> like against, let's say I'm facing Ole Miss or Mississippi State. Like, I should be able to get one or two, right? Yeah, I mean, I mean, our guys are, are making plays and they're getting open, so I'd assume if you can throw it past 10 yards or at least give them a chance. <laughs> oh, I can sling it. I, I can give you probably 50 yards if I need to. <laughs> there you go. And those guys are wide open too. I mean, yeah, they are wide open. I mean, that's that's their job, and you know, it's it is hard to hit wide open receivers. <laughs> Wait a minute. Okay, hold on. It's hard to hit wide open receivers. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Explain. Um. So I, I'm I'm sure you've heard this before, but it's the hardest catch to make for sure because yes. you know you're wide open. You get a little more like antsy and things like that, and. Honestly, when someone's getting covered, it's like more of a challenge to put it in the right spot. But at the same time, there's all that field that you can miss. And it's just one guy you're looking at. So, I mean, it, there's there's a good amount of margin for error, like popular to what people would probably think. Devontae Smith's pretty good there, Mac. Yeah, <laughs> he's pretty good. Like, does he ever amaze you? Oh, yeah. Yeah, he, like, not only with the plays he makes, but, like, sometimes he'll – he'll point out the blitzes on the defense. And that that's something that really impresses me about Smitty, whether that's in practice or even in the games. He'd be like, hey, safety, safety blitz right here. And then I'll <laughs> the player, tell him what to run. <laughs> so that's pretty impressive for a receiver to be able to tell me. Yeah, and he's, you know, there are times when he's, it feels like he's the best player on the field. That game against LSU, I mean, it just felt like he oh, was yeah. the best player out there. Oh, yeah, he definitely is. Like I say this all the time, he's one of the best players in the country and um, he works really hard and he's been doing that for the past four years at Alabama and his highlight reel is insane and I just love throwing him the ball because he'll, if it's one-on-one, he'll make the play and he just has a lot of faith in me, so I appreciate him for that. <laughs> How much did the smack talk from LSU the previous year factor in this past weekend against LSU? Um, yeah, a little bit. I mean, we definitely addressed it, but at the same time, it was a new year and like, we obviously didn't feel great. We lost the game, um, you know, a close game last year, but we definitely addressed that in our player only meeting about how we just wanted to go out there and, and get a chance to show, show LSU what the new team looked like. And we definitely played really well as a team. So we were excited about that. Can you hear coach O during a game? <laughs> no, I couldn't even, I couldn't hear him. Oh, okay. During the game. Yeah, with that voice, I thought that you might be able to uh, to hear him. No. Uh, what have you graduated? Yeah, so I already um, graduated last year from my undergrad in communication studies, and then I'm actually graduating um, this Saturday again with my master's in sport hospitality. What do you want to do? Um, that's a great question. <laughs> I really don't know. Like people always ask me that, but maybe I don't know become like a sports broadcaster, just something around sports because I love sports a lot. And, um, you know, I just want to play as long as I can because that's always just been a part of my life. But how did you learn to speak Chinese? <laughs> so I took that that class in um, in high school and we just started my freshman year. I guess some me and some of my buddies, um, we just kind of spoke it with our, our teacher and she taught us everything we knew. Um, and I kind of lost a lot of it, but I'm getting I'm getting it back. I guess I have to study up on it. Maybe you don't want to lose that. You you want to be able to speak a couple of languages. How do you say "roll tide" in uh, Mandarin Chinese? Um, <laughs> uh, usually they just like they'll use like slang words, but um, I mean I can say like I play football at Alabama. Okay, like, or Gan Lan Chio Zai Alabama. 
So like that would be like I play football at Alabama. Yeah, you need roll tide. You need roll tide yeah, in Chinese. I'll text my I'll text my teacher and ask her. Do you do you do audibles? Like do you have fun names for audibles? Um, not really. Oh, um, so you don't get to go to line of scrimmage and say yell out something that would be funny or you know, we, we see the pro quarterbacks doing this. Yeah, a little bit. I mean, most of the times when we ha- when we say something, it's it actually means something for like the offensive line or the receivers. So there's not a lot of dummy, um, I guess, verbal things that I can do. But there's some dummy signals and things like that that we use. And a lot of times it's just a play is called and I can check it or Coach Sark, our offensive coordinator, will look with me and we'll figure out what play we want to get next. Hmm. You got Arkansas coming up. Yes. You can't mail it in against Arkansas. Yeah, th- those guys, they're playing a lot better. They are. Uh, and, and like we said, you know, in our team meeting, they've, they've lost a bunch of games, but by a very small margin. And their record really doesn't show how good of a team they are. Mac, last, uh, last weekend, 385 yards, four touchdowns on the season, 27 touchdowns, three interceptions, just over uh, 3,000 yards. It'll be fun here. Uh, big chase there uh, with you and Kyle Trask. I don't know if anybody else is going to factor in. What do you do better than Kyle Trask? <laughs> I, don't, I don't think I do anything really different or better than Kyle. I actually like, really like watching Kyle. I actually told him last year, you know, when we're watching film on teams, a lot of times Florida was the team that we were watching the defense against. And I just liked watching Kyle play. And I actually texted him or shot him an Instagram message and just told him that I really enjoyed how he plays football and how he plays quarterback. And you can tell he's just a, a really good player and he's doing a great job down there. You got to do better than that, talking smack. I mean, come on. You can't be. <laughs> come on, Mac. Come on. No. <laughs> you you got to say something. No. <laughs> All right. Well, hopefully uh, you'll uh, let your play do all the talking when you guys uh, go head-to-head there. But congrats on the season, and uh, we appreciate your time. Thank you, Mac. Okay, thank you. Have a nice day. That's uh, Mac Jones. Don't call him Michael. It's Mac Jones. By the way, the Duttons are back. Yellowstone Season 3, Kevin Costner streaming now exclusively on Peacock. Whether you're a newcomer or not to the ranch, you can uh, stream all three seasons. Yes, Paulie? And I, I don't necessarily believe in reincarnation, but if there is, I would like to come back as the Alabama quarterback majoring in sports hospitality. That would be my dream. I mean, that's it. That'd be as good as it gets. Well, as long as I have those receivers to throw to. Yes. And I was sort of kidding, but I do believe if you said, hey, just take a five-step drop or we're going to put you in the gun and you just throw the ball to Devontae Smith. I'm going to guess I might be able to get something out of it. You know, I, I don't mean to take anything away from Mac Jones. By the way, if his name was Michael Jones, would it mean the same? You know, he's Mac Jones. That sounds a little bit more like the SEC. Ah, Mac Jones. Uh, very polite, very polite kid. And, uh, you know, I'm looking at the other schools that were, they were recruiting him and not necessarily powerhouses like Alabama. And I think he was a three-star recruit. And then you go there and you're sort of saying, well, Two is their quarterback, and next thing you know, you get your chance, and he's made the most of it. Yeah, Paul? I, I looked up Alabama's major of sport hospitality, Dan. Hospitality law, you have to take sport properties and venue management. Ooh, ooh that doesn't sport. sound like fun. Yeah, that, these sound real. Yeah. Sports sales and entre- entrepreneurship. Um, hospitality operations analysis. These sound, these sound heavy. Yeah, McLovin. That all sums up. Uh, basically, you have to make sure there's enough Diet Coke in the suite. Uh, <laughs> That's a class. You got to get ice. Make sure you have ice for everybody. It's not very rigorous academically. I mean, it's not exactly, a you know, biomechanical <laughs> well, engineering. Well, he didn't say it was. Paulie made it seem like there's a little bit more to it. That, like, I don't think Max said, oh, my gosh, I have no time for football. I study so much. Yes, he should have gotten Man, the older I get and the more I hear about this stuff, the more I realize just how stupid I was failing out of college. <laughs> what the hell was I doing? <laughs> well, nothing. But well, yeah. well, no, actually, I know exactly what I was doing. I know exactly why I failed out. But damn it. Couldn't somebody just give me a heads up that you could, like, go into that thing? Gosh. It is hard to fail out of college, though. Yeah. Like, you almost have to try. Well, no, exactly. The, it's like you just you don't try. You don't try. Right. You don't try to stay. But therefore, college. you're trying. To, 
By not trying, it feels like you're trying to flunk out of college. Something like that. Yeah. I didn't try to flunk out of college, but I made a pretty good run at it. Yes, McLevin. I'm still laughing at Ian Book saying he's taking three Irish study classes, non-degree. <laughs> <laughs> like, what's the point? Who are we kidding here? But right, and to because he's like, oh, because we were going to Dublin, so yeah. I took a bunch of Irish classes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, I'm uh, I'm studying a uh, language. I'm studying Irish. Is what I'm doing. I'm going to be studying that uh, for a couple of semesters because we're going to Dublin. Uh, All righty. Take a break. Phone calls coming up, and uh, coming up next hour. We're going to check in with the Michigan Wolverines. I don't know what their team is going to look like. It doesn't look good when they're healthy, but they are decimated. And the big question I have is, is Jim Harbaugh going to get a contract extension? Because that's the most important part of this moving forward, telling these recruits that I'm going to be here for a while. And uh, we'll kind of sort out fact and fiction here with Jim Harbaugh. Does he want to go back to the NFL? Is Michigan still going to be all in with him? And what kind of team can we expect to see this weekend when they face Ohio State? Back after this. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. As you may have realized, I watch a lot of sports. Like, a lot. That's why I like Prime Video. It has all my live sports and docs in one app. Like Giannis, The Marvelous Journey, and the National Women's Soccer League, both included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report sports add-on, or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. All in one app with one password. Prime Video. It's all your favorite sports in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. So after last night's games, this is how the playoff picture looks. Steelers still win the tiebreaker with the Chiefs based on conference records, still in the lead for home field advantage. Uh, Chiefs have clinched a playoff berth. Bills one game lead in the AFC East. Titans own the division record tiebreaker over Indy. The Browns at 9-3 and three closing in on return to the playoffs. Dolphins still have a chance, obviously, in the East. And the Colts still have a chance in the AFC South. As far as the NFC, the Saints, first team to clinch a playoff berth in the NFC. Uh, Packers, big lead in the NFC North. The Rams, head-to-head tiebreaker over the Seahawks. Giants lead the East, thanks to head-to-head tiebreaker with Washington. Seahawks, first place in the wildcard race. Buccaneers, three games behind the Saints in the NFC South. And the Vikings have the tiebreaker over the Cardinals. So that is the playoff picture And then you have Baltimore going into the game against Dallas tonight. Dallas is an eight-point underdog. This uh, in from uh, uh, Rick Goslin, and uh, this has to do with NFL road teams. I mentioned yesterday, double-digit deficits aren't a big deal in the NFL this season. The COVID impact on the NFL there, if uh, any fans in the stands, 
there's no 12th man at Seattle, no decibel splitting roar at Arrowhead, no longer a home field advantage in the NFL. Road teams have a 96 and 94 and 1 record this season, including a 10 and 4 mark last weekend. That home field advantage, and we see this with the NFL, and when you don't have that, and then I wonder how that will impact the playoffs and if some of these teams are going to be lobbying to get more fans in the stands come playoff time. Jeff in Detroit. Hi, Jeff. What's on your mind? What up, though, Dan? I just wanted to tell you how I became a Lions fan. See, it was two years old. (laughs) Daddy brought home a lot. I'm just kidding. It's funny that you say that because, in all honesty, you go right into my question. I'm wondering with the COVID, emptying out the stadiums, having limited seating or none at all, a false start penalties as well as uh, offside penalties. Are they down this year at this point and, and compared to years past? Are they up or like, you know, where they're supposed to be? Because not having that home field advantage is pretty big, especially like Seattle, Green Bay, KC, those domes, they were always good for like a false start penalty or an offside penalty. Yeah. Twice a game. Let me uh, check with uh, Ethan at uh, Stats Inc. See if he's got some numbers on that false start penalties here. Uh, James in Virginia. Hi, James. Congratulations on the win last night. Oh, oh, I'm just a fan, brother. But I wish I wish I could say congratulations. It is exciting to watch them, man. We are Washington, man. Uh, you know, at, I felt like they were in a good spot going into the game, having 11 days off in the Pittsburgh playing on, on Wednesday. But when Pittsburgh jumped out to that 14 nothing lead, I looked at my girl and I was like, babe, why can't they just play good? She's like, you knew this was going to happen. And I was like, no, baby, they need to play good. And slowly but surely, man, resilience is the, is the word I took away from that game. And and quietly, man, they're only a game out of a, a wild card berth, man. I don't know what's going to happen. But for, for, but for the first time in a while, man, Washington is playing meaningful games in December, man. And Alex Smith, uh, I mean, that guy, man, I, I can't see why they don't bring him back next year, man. Uh We'll see what happens, man. Thank you for taking my call, man. We all watch it. Have a great day. All guys. right. Thank you, James. They've already paid Alex Smith. If you can bring him back, and this might be the third team that he's on where he's basically trying to help his successor take over. Saw this in San Francisco. Saw this in Kansas City. And I would assume we would see that in Washington. Yes, McLovin. Is he any less likable now because he cheated right before the half? And we all know we cheated by holding, taking the ball away to stop the clock. I don't know. That's it. okay. Cheating or gamesmanship, McLovin. <laughs> There's a little bit of a difference there. Steelers threw the ball 53 times last night. They ran the ball 14 times. Didn't do well at the goal line. Having James Conner back, you hope would change that offense because you're not going to win. That team, I don't think, can win throwing 50 times in a game. Yeah, Paul. Three weeks ago, the Washington football team had the uh, fourth pick of the draft. Right now, they have the 11th pick of the draft. They may be, as they're going right now, they may shut out of the quarterback situation. Yeah, and you you know, you would want that, except for what is our future? You know, Alex Smith at his age, and certainly with uh, those surgeries, injuries, and then, you know, as you move forward, it's a young team with a old older quarterback there. But can you do anything? Um, you know, do you bring in a, what do you do with Dwayne Haskins? That's what I want to know. The, uh, Cincinnati Tulsa game has been canceled because of COVID-19 situation at Cincinnati. This is according to Pat 40 from uh, sports illustrated. So that's a, that's really bad news for Cincinnati because they, not that they had any hope to get into the final four, but if I'm Cincinnati, Call, call Coastal Carolina. <laughs> call BYU. Maybe you get somebody who uh, will play you there. But the game against Tulsa has been canceled because of the uh, COVID-19 situation there. Uh, David in Ohio joins us. Hi, David. What's on your mind? Hey there, DP. Hey, David. Uh, nice segue from Cincinnati to Cincinnati. Uh so last night's game, Pittsburgh-Washington, I feel like there was a tie-in with college football. So upcoming we got Kyle Trask possibly playing Mac Jones for the Heisman Trophy last night's game Washington Pittsburgh Alex Smith possibly one comeback player of the year all right well thank you David 
I I don't know who else. I know that people tried to put Ben Roethlisberger in that race for comeback player of the year. Not that you want to win it because normally you got to come back from something. I would guess this would be unanimous with Alex Smith with what he's been able to do and winning football games as well. I thought he was going to do a ceremonial one snap, take a knee and his career would be over. He's got designs on winning that division. Final hour coming up. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening.